Welcome back into the Verified Christian Podcast, where I'm your co-host, Jonathan Jenkins, along with my co-host, Matthew Okachani. Welcome back in, guys. We are studying Romans chapter 12, the last episode, or first episode, I guess, maybe into the into the subjects that we're going to be delving into was verses 9 and 10. So this is episode 2 of that section, verses 11 through 13 of Romans chapter 12. Matthew, won't you read verses 11 through 13 for us? Romans 12, 11 through 13, ESV version says, Do not be slothful in zeal, be fervent in spirit, serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Amen. Now, we were just talking about in, in the last episode, so just bringing us back up to where we are. Uh, in, in verses 9 and 10, it, it told us that our love needed to be a real love, that we needed to be focused on the things that are good, loving our brothers and trying our best to show honor uh, where honor was due. And so now he continues that same thought saying, be not slothful. Yeah. What does it mean to be slothful, Matthew? I mean, I think about sloths, you know, there's, there's this yeah. video on YouTube called True Facts About Sloths. I mean, it's a hilarious video. And apparently a sloth on average will move around like 10, maybe a foot per minute or something like that. It's not very fast at all. But when we think about slothful, I mean, it's slow, it's sluggish. And Paul's saying here, do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. You know, and... And when I think about fervent in spirit, you know, we should have that burning desire for Christ, you know, because he paid a debt we couldn't pay back. You know, it, it continues to tell us that we need to be fervent in spirit because it's so easy to lose that fire, right? I mean, when I think about zeal, I think about football fans. You know, I'm an avid Florida State fan. I'm not a bandwagoner, obviously. You see the past three, four years, I've been we've been struggling as a football team. It's okay, Matthew. We won't hold it against you. Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. Um, but anyway, so when I think about a fervent, when I think fervent, you know, I think about fervent and zeal, think about a football fan. On Saturdays, they devote their whole day to football. I mean, they got their gear on. They got the paint on. I mean, they're all ready to go. And Paul is here saying, you know, do not be slothful and zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serving the Lord, having that fire about God and serving Him. That's right, man. Slothful carries with it the idea of being tardy um, or tedious, troublesome. Uh, matter of fact, there's a there's a verse that I wanted to read here uh, that I think really kind of helps us understand more about what that word is saying, and that. Uh, I want to take us to Philippians chapter three and verse one, where uh, Paul's writing to the church at Philippi and he says, finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord to write the same things to you is no trouble to me. Uh, okay. So he's saying it's no, it, it's, it's not going to be something that is tedious for him uh, and it is safe for you. And so Paul is telling the church at Rome here not to be uh, troublesome in zeal. Well, zeal is enthusiasm or excitement or, you know, matter of fact, the King James Version actually says slothful in business and the things that we do yeah. uh, to carry out. OK, when that word enthusiasm or zeal, uh, it comes from the Greek word enthuos, which means full of God. 
And so don't be slothful or troublesome right. in being full of God, but be fervent on right. fire. And guys, while we go back, while we go back to the Greek is because the New Testament was originally written in Greek. If we want to find out the true meaning of something, go back to the Greek. That, and that's why we, we quote the Greek so much. And that's why Jonathan brings up the Greek word of what this means, because we want to make sure we're getting it right. That's right. We go back to uh, the most authentic uh, version that we can, and that would be the Greek. Um, and so we go back as close as we can to what he was truly saying. And here, that word fervent in the Greek um, is translated out to mean on fire. It means literally the definition of that means to boil. Like a football mean, fan on Saturdays for, and, for yeah. your team. I mean, yeah. they go all out. You're That's, on fire. You're yeah. on fire for Florida State. Right. Every Saturday that comes about, uh, comes about during football season, it is, it's game day. Right. It's yeah. excitement. There's an enthusiasm. So Paul's saying, don't be slow or slothful in your enthusiasm or in your excitement uh, or your your Right. Full of godliness, right? But be on fire in spirit. That word "spirit" means yeah. the attitude that you have. So have a have a an excitement and be on fire in your attitude, and, serving the Lord. And that slacks. And today's church really slacks in really being zealous towards God. I feel like we really get in, stuck in the motions of things, don't we? There's a lot of times, yeah, we let the world beat us up and we let things in the world, our circumstances, uh, beat us up. And, and you know, we lose sight. We, we get complacent. You yeah. know, I think about a lot of sins, you know, what uh, John in Revelation talks about. Lukewarm. Yeah, lukewarm and, and how it says, I'll spew thee out of thy mouth. He's not pleased with lukewarmness. He wants us to be fervent in spirit, serving him um, authentically. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 20 and verse 9. Jeremiah would say that the word of God was in his in his heart as a burning fire. Man. Shut up in his bones. Yeah. And he says, you know. Great example. Even though he wanted to be quiet, he's like, I can't be quiet yeah. because of what's in me. The hope that is in me causes me not to, it causes me to burst with excitement. Right. That's we, what this is talking about. To boil yeah. over with the attitude of excitement and enthusiasm toward God. Dude, yes. In service that's that last part serve the lord be not slothful in zeal be fervent in spirit serve the lord how should our service be uh well an excited service an enthusiastic service full of godliness and and an excitement toward what we're doing i mean this is the mission of our life our life is to live our lives as christians and shining the light that christ gave us to our community to our families yeah to our loved ones, to our to our church family, uh, being there for people in the dark world that we live in. We're given that light by Christ and expected to shine it. Yeah, I love what you said about Jeremiah. He just, he couldn't keep quiet about the Lord. I was weary with forbearing and I could not stay. That means he couldn't stay quiet. He was, no, no matter how much he wanted to, or, or maybe there was something in him that maybe wanted to keep quiet, there was something else inside of him that just couldn't help but to speak about the hope that was in him that's right and that hope is in us is christ jesus and i love that you said that because we have the gospel that we are commanded to spread and that's one of the reasons why we wanted to start a podcast we want to outreach those who may be struggling in, in a world full of turmoil and and other things and, and we're actually commanded as christians to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature 
teach, mm-hmm. make disciples, Christ says. And and we really want you to learn from these things. And, and it really helps me when I'm looking over these lessons, you know, preparing a lesson for my congregation. Y'all, when I'm preaching a lesson, I retain it. You know, when I teach a Bible class, I retain that information. And and like what where I was going with that is, is being fervent in spirit, not lacking in that zeal. Um, we need to ask ourselves, you know, we what are we doing? You know, are we having a zeal for God that's showing to the world? Because we have the gospel that saves. Amen. And, and we should and we should reach out to others. Matthew, you just said it, man. Uh, at age twelve, Jesus knew what he should have been about. Remember whenever he he goes missing and his mother goes back to Jerusalem looking for him, she finds him there in the temple, in the synagogue, literally in the synagogue, talking with uh, the people there and, and discussing the scriptures when she says, where have you been? What are you doing? Concerned. He turns around and he's, <laughs> yeah, just like a concerned mom, any concerned mom would, where, where have you been? He says, Woman, must you know that I should be about my father? I must be about my father's business. Can you imagine? I'm sorry, man. I got to say this. Yeah. You know, what if I was said to my mom, woman? You know, I'm not saying yeah. Jesus would be disrespectful <laughs> at all, but he understood the, it was important to be about God and his business. He thought, yeah. He, he said, <laughs> must, must you know, uh, don't you know that I must be about my father's business? He knew at age 12. Yeah. He knew at age 12 what was most important. Amen. Uh, yes. What he knew at age 12, we don't know. I, and, and I suffered of say that I even know the full gist of it at 35 years old. I'm learning each day to become more of who God wants me to be. And that's what this is all about is right. becoming that verified Christian, that one that is mimicking the word of God and living it out through right. um, examples. Uh, what? How does he say it? I mean, verse 11, he says, be not slothful in zeal, be fervent in spirit, serve the Lord. And then verse 12, let's lead on into verse 12. Rejoice in hope. I love how Paul always brings us back to rejoicing. Because that's what it's about in Christian life. I mean, rejoice in the Lord always. And yeah. again, I say rejoice. Why do we rejoice? For the hope that is in us. Yeah, the what, eternal we're, reward. That's why we're living this. That's why we're enduring these things. Um, that's why we are to be fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation. Verse 12. Be patient in tribulation. Whoa, read that again. Be patient in tribulation. The, the times we're dealing one. with right now. That's a tough one. We've got to learn to be patient in the midst of trials. How often is it that when trials hit, we want to throw up our hands and give up, throw in the towel? No, I'm sorry. We can't, we can't keep that attitude as verified Christians, as real Christians. We need to be about it just like Jesus. You know, I I love what Paul told Titus in Titus chapter two, verse 12 through 13. It tells us there teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should be, live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Looking, look at verse 13, Titus 2, 12 through 13. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. So what does that tell us as Christians, as, as this body that we're, that we're having to endure the fiery darts of the devil, as other scripture says? We look towards the blessed hope that's in Christ Jesus that one day is going to come back again and take us with us. Matthew, isn't that what Hebrews 12, 
you know, one and two, it says we're running a race and, and we're running this race. It says, uh, you know, we're compassed by so great a cloud of witnesses. So let us run with patience the race that's set before us, right. looking unto Jesus, verse two. That's how we're going to run the race. That's what we're going to have to do is being focused on Jesus. That's right. Why? Because he was the author and the finisher of our faith. Right. And what did he do? For the joy that was set before us, he endured the cross. Right. And, and I think it's so important to really look or at For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. What was his joy? His joy was me and you. Right. Amen, brother. Hey, amen. I think it's important to really look at rejoicing in hope, being patient in tribulation, because, man, you really read that. How hard is it to remain steadfast in the Christian life? And when it comes to really enduring trials, because that's a must as a Christian. If you're a Christian, I'm sorry to say it, but being a Christian can can un, can be inconvenient. At times, at times it can. It, it, yeah, at, at times it can be a hard walk. It, it is. It can be. We're uh, different, you know. What did we're what did James people? tell him? Yeah, uh, we were just talking about this earlier today, and he said in chapter one to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad. He said, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation. And what that basically means is the 12 tribes being the Christians at the time, right? Yeah, those Christian yeah. Jews. He, he says, you know, those that were scattered abroad due to persecution. Yeah. Count it joy when you fall into these trials because the trying of your faith works patience. And then he says this, but let patience have a perfect work. Yeah. That what? You might be perfect right. and entire wanting nothing right. so there's something that god is working within us in the midst of these trials that and and paul is wanting the church here at rome to understand that in the midst of these trials be patient rejoice in that hope that you have and be constant in prayer right we forget that one yeah we do I, how many I'll times i first want to tell you i don't pray enough how you many need to work on my prayer life, brother? I think we all should be able yeah. to. Yeah, we should all pray more. That's what it says. Pray without ceasing. First Thessalonians 5, 17. Ephesians chapter 6. When we preach the whole armor of God, we, we, we want to mention all of the parts of the armor, but then we stop. Yeah. What does verses 18 and 19 say? It says praying at all times. Okay, so we have this armor applied and we have this uh, we have this armor on for the purpose of going into the battle, but another weapon that we are being given, we have been given by God, is prayer. Yeah, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, be alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. Okay, we have a responsibility to pray. Yeah, we do. We we forget. Paul would tell them in, Phil, uh, in in chapter four of Philippians, be anxious for nothing. Wait, what? Don't worry about anything? Not even this trial that I'm going through? No, no, Christian. Be patient within yeah. the midst of that trial. I'm so glad you brought that up. I think of 1 Peter 5 verse 7 tells us there, casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. And he is so ready for to bear that load for us. And, and, and I mean, you know, at times as men, how oftentimes do we take it upon ourselves to overcome what we're going through? We got an ego, don't we? You know, we do. We got a pride thing and we're like, you know, I can do this. 
I got this all figured out. Yeah, I want to move this mountain myself, but we really need to let God do that. If you're a Christian, you can say that. Yes. Yeah, I, I want to move this mountain myself, but Jesus said, you know what? If you just have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can move mountains. Yeah. We don't want to put our faith in God. We want to, uh, a lot of times, divert back to putting our faith in ourselves, which does nothing and accomplishes absolutely nothing. Right. Remember, his main goal here in verses 9 and 10 was that we love one another. And if we don't have, if we have all of these things working together for the good, but we still don't have love, we don't have anything. And I love, go ahead. We don't have anything. We are destitute of the very thing that we need to make it all work together. If I am slothful, or if I am not slothful in zeal, if I am fervent in spirit, if I am serving the Lord, if I'm rejoicing in hope, if I'm patient in the midst of my tribulation or my trial, if I'm constant in prayer, but I still lack love for one another or for my my brethren, then where is the point of doing any of it. Yeah. It all goes back to love and it all goes back to that hope that's in us and looking to that hope. You know, he says, Jesus, Jesus, uh, for the look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. He's there at the right hand of the father doing what he needs to do. And it's often the case that we, are missing the point yeah. when it comes to this Christian walk. Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. It's so important, that prayer part. I mean, the Christian overcomes trials when we constantly give our attention to God and being in communication with Him. Yeah. Because I think it's important to know also that Jesus is our mediator, you know, between God. He's our go-between, yeah. Jesus has walked in our steps. He walked in the flesh. Being God in the flesh, Jesus walked on this earth. He knows what it's like. Let him handle it. You know, Why did he do it? Why did he do what he did? He came down out of heaven and he did it for he you did and me because he loved us, yep. which would bring us to the last verse right here. Verse 13, contribute, contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Yeah. Jesus lived his life hospitable. He lived he his life as, service. as a servant toward the needs of others. And if we're not doing that, if we're not looking to Jesus, rejoicing in that hope and yeah. patient in the midst of our problems, looking to him and praying to him, you know, the need, the disciples had a need before Jesus left the earth to learn of him. You know, Jesus came to teach also, and he, he contributed to the need of the disciples to know, you know, hey, what are we going to do without you? You know, that's right. And uh, that's one of the reasons why that sometimes Jesus in scripture said, you know, my work, my time hasn't come yet. You know, there's, there's, there's some more, uh, some more things to do. Yeah. They, they needed him there. That's why his time wasn't ready. He understood what his mission was, is coming down the cross. But there's a time period. Well, he knew he was on a time limit, and he knew he had to get a lot, a lot of things finished and a lot of things done. Um, you know, and he did it. He, right. he did everything he needed to do so that you and I could be who we need to be. Right. And and I think about congregations in South Louisiana. Just got hit with Ida. You know, Hurricane Ida came through, and us at Archibald, we're actually getting a care package together, and we're sending it down to. Um, some of our brethren down there, but contributing, contributing to, the to the needs of the, of the saints. And that's exactly what we're commanded to do. And and the idea was brought about by one of our elders. We're going to get together, get some packages together and, and send it down south to those brethren down there. And that's what it's about. It, I, it sums up with what James said. 
Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, visiting the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and keeping oneself unspotted from the world. Love that. Let's wrap up with seeking to show hospitality. You know, we got to seek it out. You know, we got we got to seek to look wear. for opportunity. Yeah, seek to show uh, hospitality. Look for opportunity to be good, um, and and then be the good that's in the world. That's you know that's something that I've been thinking about here a lot lately. If I'm not being the good then how can I expect someone else to be? I can only control what I can do. You, uh, listener, can only do what you can do. So why don't you be the good in someone else's life? Maybe shine a light, maybe share kindness with somebody. Right. Um, and be fervent yeah. in spirit so, while you serve the Lord. Amen. So in this idea, we're looking at being verified. You know, being the verified Christian. If we're going to be a real verified Christian, we're not going to be slothful in zeal. You know, we're not, we're going to be fervent in spirit. We're going to be serving the Lord as Romans 12 tells us also. And, and Paul said in verse 12, also rejoicing hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. All of these are attributes of a verified Christian continuing to, to contribute to the needs of the saints. And also being hospitable, man, that Southern pride, Kick off your shoes, come on in. You know, yeah. pecan pie or pecan pie, as I say it. All the Northerners try to correct me on. <laughs> offensive. No offense if you're from up north. I mean, no offense at all. But you know, <laughs> we, anyway, we're just used to that Southern living. Uh, but yeah, I think I think you I think you nailed it, man. We just got to love one another. Uh, we've got to be real with one another. And and you know, if if we're Christians, then people ought to know that we're excited to be those Christians, fervent in spirit. And not slothful and zeal. So we're, you know, excited about what we're doing. Uh, are you excited, Christian? Um, if, if you're not, and if there's any way that you, uh, that me or Matt can help you in any way, please reach out. VerifiedChristian at gmail.com. Again, that's VerifiedChristian. The, the Verified Christian. The Verified. Yeah, the, the, the Verified Christian, excuse me. You good. The Verified Christian at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions or concerns, please, we strongly encourage you to reach out to us. Next time on the Verified Christian Podcast, we're going to be looking at Romans 12, verses 14 through 16. hope you join us when that time comes. We appreciate your time and your attention with us today. Thanks for listening.